Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Molly Trotter Gomez. I am really excited for our guest today. And I know we are going to drill down deep into something so special. Immediately, right when we started jumping on pre-show, we were just like, okay, the Lord's going to do something good in this episode. And I feel like he always does, but Jessica is just such a pure and amazing person. So Jessica Shakir is joining us. Jessica, we are so excited to have you. Molly, this is such a gift. Thank you for having me. And this moment just makes my heart so happy. Yes, me too. I love being able to bring women on this show that just are like, okay, like God has done some amazing things in their life where it's just becoming a possibility for other women that are listening. Look, it's not necessarily going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it because God's going to be with you every step of the way. So before we dive into all the things, we have so many great things for you today. Jessica, I would love for you to take the next, you know, three to five minutes and just kind of share your background and your story and, and where God's brought you. Okay. Well, I'm a storyteller. So Lord, help me keep this concise. <laughs> Well, a lot of people would know me as a makeup artist, a hair and makeup artist in the entertainment industry. And I've been doing that for 25 years, Molly, and I totally give my age away when I say that. But what a gift that has been for my life. You know, I think back on when I was young, when I was 12, and I would be studying the cover of Vogue and Marie Claire at 12 years old thinking, okay, I can see why they did that. I can see where they put that blush and then telling myself I could do that. And it's rad that that 12-year-old girl ended up traveling the world, working with you know, celebrities and activists and authors and politicians and brides and women and mamas all over the world with my makeup kit. So I remember the last time I was in Israel, I was there on a job and, and I looked down at my makeup brush and my makeup bag that I have. And I thought, man, the places you have taken me. And yet I know it's God opening those doors, but the vehicle of my talent that I was so curious about and passionate about at the beginning, I just, I never stopped being curious and passionate about that thing, that gift that I have. So that's been a big part of my life. Uh, traveling, learning people has been a huge part of my heart. And I've been, I would say I've been a student of beauty all my life, Molly. And recently, as I've gotten into the work of 18th century uh, theologian, Jonathan Edwards, I geek out and all this stuff, he asked a question, can one study beauty apart from studying God? Mm. No, because to study one is to study both. You can't study beauty apart from studying God. That is God. You know, so I look back on my life and think I've been a student of God all my life. And so I grew up in a big family, did hair and makeup for 25 years, traveled around the world. And in 2019, that was my own personal 2020, my own personal stay at home order because I hurt my neck Mm. and I was on bed rest for five months. And in that arduous year, oh my gosh, it was so painful. 
if Jesus and I weren't best friends before 2019, we were besties through that season. And in that, I thought, Lord, my hands shake. I can't even hold my own fork. How am I going to ever do wing liner again? What if I can't do what I love? And Molly, this little funny story kind of wraps up what happened in my life and what God did for me. And and, uh, my husband and I were talking on the phone and he said, Jess, I hate seeing you not being able to do what you love. You know, I hate seeing you not be able to do makeup. It hurts my heart, babe. And so while I was praying for you, I asked God, God, what does she love to do even more than makeup? Mm. And my husband chuckled and goes, <laughs> babe, and it totally dawned on me. You love talking way more than you love doing makeup. <laughs> Maybe it's time for you to coach and preach and teach and write. And I thought, really, babe? But Maybe I need to read the Bible again and study Lamentations again and be better and be more eloquent. And my husband said, baby, maybe it's now. And that's what God did, Molly. And that painful 2019 where I was on bed rest for five months, people, meaning job taken away, income taken away. What I found to be true was, uh uh-oh, shoot, I did base my value and my worth in what I do. Uh Uh-oh, God had to teach me something. So it was in that wilderness where God shifted the trajectory of my life. And from that point, I have just been running in the direction of this calling, this assignment to create a safe place for God's daughters and to to equip them in the word, to renew our mind with the word of God together and to grow in our understanding of biblical beauty and spiritual leadership. So that's what I do wrapped up with a little story. I love it. No, you're a great storyteller, by the way. I was just so like, I could just literally see the images kind of going through my head and gosh, I mean, I'm sure most people heard this and they were like, you were on bed rest before 2020. And then like, we all had that, but like, I love how you used your time because I believe that, and this is a little tangent, but kind of not where it's like, in the pandemic, it shows how people, you know, use their time, right? Like if they were fearful, if they like really used it for good or really pressed into the Lord or build wealth or, or whatever, right? Because we all have the same 24 hours in a day. How do you use it? But I love how you were there and you didn't sit there and sulk and you were just like, okay, Lord, like, what do you got for me? What do we need to do? And I love that you shared that because it was, I'm sure like you probably had days where you didn't want to. And I'm sure there's people listening to this being like, man, like I probably didn't want to. You just want to sit there and just be upset at the world that this happened. Like, how could everything be stripped from me? But I love how your husband prayed for you and said, Lord, what does Jessica love to do more than do makeup? And how incredible is that? And so it's just amazing what you've been able to transition into and how you support women in that way. And, and what I love is that I'm meeting more and more women where we're all kind of doing similar things, how we're, you know, we have that kingdom calling to serve women, to grow into that true Proverbs 31 woman, like really being able to be well-rounded in the women that God has called us to be yeah. in business and legacy in their homes, leadership. Uh, we have a huge passion for leadership here at Girl Power Alliance. Um, we have a what's called uh-huh. the Leadership Academy, which is it's like leadership uh, by women for women to really be able to call them up again into that true Proverbs 31 woman. So when I hear of other people doing that, I am like, like, yes, Lord, like I love it. It's more confirmation of God is doing a new thing, but a big thing amongst his daughters. And I really one word that he's like put on burned on my heart really this year is marketplace ministry, really being the hands and feet yeah. through what we do 
in our business and our work, because some people will never step foot in a church. Right. Um, and I love how you embody that and how you've been able to transition into that. So on the beauty part, I would love to know what you say about like, what does God say when it comes to beauty? Because I think that's something where we always think the physical, the hair, the makeup, this, that, and you've done all that, but what does God say when it comes to beauty? Well, this is my favorite question, you know, (laughs) you know how sometimes when we hear, oh, God made you wonderfully and, and perfectly and intentionally knit you together, you're beautiful to God. And for women, that's like, oh, okay, what it might go in one ear and out the other, kind of like when your mom might tell you the same thing. And you might say, oh, gosh, mom, you're just saying that because you're my mom. But really, when we think about beauty, let's ask the question, what does beauty do? Before we ask what is beauty, why don't we why don't we talk about like what does beauty do? So according to the Webster dictionary, beauty is a set of characteristics that will naturally attract and allure. So beauty gets our attention, right? So then the question what is beauty? That's a little more difficult and a little more abstract to answer. However, If we go back to the beginning, which Molly, you're going to find out quickly, I geek out about Genesis 1, 2, and 3. I have lived there for years and there's still so much to to learn, right? And so much revelation. And I, yeah, like I, I use that word, I geek out because I literally, I do. And so when we go back to the beginning, and I mean like the beginning, the beginning, when God created the universe and Can I have permission to just geek out and I'll tie it back? Please. Yes. Go for it. Okay. So, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What did God do on day one? God said, let there be light. And there was light. So that was day one, right? Day one, God created light. But it wasn't until day four that God created the sun, the moon, and the stars. Hmm. What is this light of the world? Well, Jesus in John chapter eight, I believe, says literally, I am the light of the world. Mm. All the way to the last chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22, it tells us in heaven, we will not need the moon and the sun and the stars because God himself is the light. And so from beginning to end, all throughout the Bible, the word of God, the truth, we find out and we know that God is the light of the world. And scientists have proven that everything, including water, is made up of an element called light. That light isn't everything. That light isn't me and you, Molly. That light is, of course, we we marvel at the beauty of color in nature and the how the light plays in nature and the shadows and the brilliance and all of it. And so if you go back to the beginning and really study and unpack even like the Hebrew original language of it all, it becomes 3D to you. Mm. I wanted to begin there because as God created all the layers of creation, first he created the, the oh, I want to get my notes out, but first he created kind of the, the form, the expanse, and then he filled it. So he created the light and then he put the sun and the moon and stars. He created the sea and then he filled the sea and he created the land and then he put mammals in man and woman. And most of, at the end of each day, each creation, we hear it is good. This is good. God's stamp of approval. Well, then we get to God created man and whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold up. This is not good. It is not good for man to be alone. 
So as some Bible scholars say, I happen to agree that Eve woman was the crescendo of creation. Mm. So wait a minute, it's not good for man to live alone. He created Eve. Uh, oh, maybe we can go back there and unpack that a little bit. And when Adam and Eve were on the scene and created and living and breathing and filled with the breath of the living God, then God said, not just it is good, it is very good. And in the Hebrew, that's tov me'od. And tov means good, but it has five semantic layers of the meaning. One of those definitions of tov me'od is aesthetically pleasing. Mm. So as God created the world, he said, this is beautiful for me. I am so pleased at what I see. Mm. He created Adam and Eve. And then he said, whoa, this is very beautiful to me. So if we look at what the Bible teaches us about beauty, we can see that really, in, in short, beauty is God's nature and glory reaching to the farthest reaches of reality. And you and I have been made in that glory to be made in his image and likeness. So we are beautiful because we reflect the glory of God. Oh, that's so good. Geek out anytime, Jessica. I'm like, I've never heard the scripture being broken down like that, but that is so beautiful because it's like, you've taken the time to really study words that most of us have just kind of skimmed and just like, Hey, I already know what that says. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there, but it's so interesting. God's really highlighted to me in my study with him. Um, recently, a lot of the old Testament. And I used to be like, nah, I can really read the old Testament. I know about it. I got some stuff, whatever. But more and more, he's just like, I want you to go back there. I want you to go back there. I want you to go back there. And so I love that. And so that that inspires me to go in and read those um, verses and chapters again, because you, you never know. And it's the living word. So he's going to speak through you, right? So I love how he's spoken through you and how you just shared that with us, because that's so beautiful. And we look at beauty for just, you know, just the surface level what the world says, but it yeah. goes so much deeper than that. And even when you just step outside, like I love to be just when you said, uh, how, how do you describe beauty? That it's the word that came up instantly for me was captivating. You know, mm -hmm. when I see something that captivates me, whether it's a sunrise or a sunset or being at the ocean or seeing the light come through the trees or the, the flowers that are blooming because it's spring, like God yeah. is everywhere if you choose to see it and really like see and really understand and be aware. So I love how you just made us so aware of those scriptures. That was so beautiful. Well, thank you. And I love what you just said, because in Romans one, it speaks of nobody, no person is without excuse. Why? Because we all have seen the glory of God. Psalm 19, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. The glory of God fills the world. And so if we go back and read Romans one, which I have, I love that chapter. It's intense, but we have a decision to make. Every person has been under the brilliance of a sunset. Every person has been in the room with the warmth of a baby's laugh or whatever you might find the most beautiful and the most magnetic, the most captivating, as you said. And so the decision that we have to make is, am I going to credit God for that? Am I going to say, this is God? God made this. And then therefore, am I going to reflect that glory back to the world? Or am I going to reject that truth, lean into my own understanding and say that I make up my rules and beauty is whatever you make it? Because as a Christian, our definition has to, it, it comes from God. God, what do you find beautiful? Yeah. And one of my friends and mentors in the area of biblical beauty, Dr. Brian Chan, he wrote a book on it called The Purple Curtain. I love this quote by him. 
he he teaches that when you break down beauty in, in Genesis and you see that throughout the Bible, beauty is always attached to two things. It's always attached to truth and goodness. Mm. So Brian Chan says, perhaps that becoming more beautiful is becoming more truthful. I love that. That's so good. I'm writing that down. <laughs> I'm like, I always, I keep a sticky pad and pen because I'm like, you never know. I'm like, Ooh, that was really good. I I'm love that. And I want to go back to the part where you said that um, Eve is the crescendo of creation. I love how you put that. And I've definitely heard that before. And it's just so beautiful how it's put. And then God said, it's very good. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you believe that the Bible says about women? You know, when it comes to beauty, I know we can get wrapped up again as women, all the things when it comes to beauty and you were in that world for a long time, making women even more beautiful on the outside, but it's so much deeper than that. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I'm going to get to that, but I want to tell you this documentary that I made when I went to New York fashion week, the first time at fashion week, when it was at Bryant park, when it was a big deal, I was a 20 something with a whole lot of balls. I don't know how I did what I did, but I just made my way, kind of snuck my way backstage and started interviewing these supermodels and celebrities And I would ask them, in your opinion, what is the most beautiful thing about a woman? I didn't lead the question with what's the most beautiful characteristic. And every person, celebrity, now this is in, you know, secular world, every person but one said her kindness, her, wow, um, her creativity, her eyes, because you can see her soul, how she makes you feel welcome. And I was marveling at that. Oh my gosh. I'm not in church interviewing these people. I'm at New York Fashion Week interviewing what is beautiful to you about a woman. And it was it was a spiritual thing. It was that part of a woman that you can't really like put your finger on, but how she made you feel and the presence and the spirit. And so going back to, I'm glad you brought us back to Eve because there is something really cool that I want to share with you guys. So, you know, when we think of women are beautiful, we just, we display the glory of God in a different way than men do. Men are beautiful too, because they display the glory of God in a different way than we do. But there's something about the delicacy and femininity and the softness and the nurturing and the just, again, the crescendo of creation that Eve, that woman was. And so you, we would say that Eve was the only perfect woman who walked the earth before the fall, before sin, before shame, before pain before insecurity, right? So we would all agree Eve was perfect. Therefore, she was probably the epitome, the definition of beauty. Would you agree? Yes. Isn't that interesting that the Bible doesn't mention one thing about how Eve, the perfect woman, looked like? Hmm. Bible talks about how Esther looked like, how Sarah was beautiful. There's some other characteristics that we get, the the details of how a, a woman might look in other parts of the Bible, but not for Eve not for the prototype of woman. And I think, well, gosh, that just goes back to the the Bible and and our our value. It speaks so much more of who we are and what we do rather than what we look like. Mm, That's so good. Two words that God spoke over woman about woman comes before he created her. And if I may, let me go to, again, I have Genesis, you know, opened So Genesis chapter two, then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. And that's Genesis 2.18. And I feel like 
as I dig deeper into the original language and then I look at the English translation, huh, we lose a little bit in translation that the, the power and the breadth and the, you know, just the might of this because the translation helper, it seems secondary, doesn't it? Like, oh, I'm going to be the secretary. I'll be out in the, you know, all right. the people in. you take the, you take the meetings, you, you're the leader. I'm just going to, I'm going to make you lunch and I'm going to deal with your scheduling book. And that'll be how I help you. And we've mistakenly translated that the first two words, the first word that God spoke about women. And in the Hebrew, it's two words. It's etzer connecto, E-Z-E-R, etzer connecto, K-E-N-E-G-D-O. Now this blew my mind and I invite you all listening, Molly, myself, I'm going to keep doing, you know, studying, but I just invite you to take this and run with it, study for yourself, research, read the Bible in its entirety, read the Hebrew. But let me just give you a little overview of what exer connecto means, because if God said, I will make him a exer connecto, don't you think we should know what that means? Probably. Exer. It does mean helper, aid, but it has a weightier meaning to it in the Hebrew. It can mean protector, defender. Esther hmm. is mentioned 21 times in the Bible. Two for Eve. But then almost all the other places we see Esther being used in the Bible, that same word is to define the name of God. It's a word that God used to ascribe to himself. 16 times we find it meaning to um, talk about God as he helps and aids Israel, his people. Now, when we think of God helping Israel, do we think of God as a second class? Oh, he's Israel's secretary? No, it speaks of God doing for Israel what Israel couldn't do for itself. Mm. The women, why else would God say, wait, wait, hold on, hold up, hold up. It isn't good for man to be alone. It isn't good for us to be alone. And so he created Etzer Connecto. So woman, you are a protector, a defender, a helper, an aid, a warrior. It's a military militaristic term. Now, Connecto, this is fascinating because as far as I've studied, Connecto is only mentioned once in the Bible right here. Connecto means opposite but equal. And Bible scholars liken this to the wings of an eagle. If you have one wing of an eagle, probably can't soar. Two wings of an eagle, you you soar. Which is more valuable, the right wing or the left wing? You need them both. Mm -hmm. And so for us to rightly reflect the beauty and the likeness and the image of God, it takes both man and woman. And before the fall, God... God commissioned them equally to go and rule and take dominion and step into leadership over the world. So I'll stop there. That's what we I love how that's broken down. And I've never heard anybody break that down, but I have seen, well, it's in my, another bag, but I actually have a dictionary for Bible words that go through certain words in English. And then you can see it in the Hebrew. You can see it in the Greek. And I just like dive in and I've highlighted so much in there. But to that point, I remember seeing that in there and I'm like, oh, this is so good because I know like it's a lot of scripture has been lost in translation with all the translations we have and just, 
you know, there's different agendas and different things, all the above. But when you get it in that raw translation and you really dive in deep, Lord, what do you say? I really want to learn. I love, you can just tell Jessica that you've spent so much time in your quiet place of being like, okay, God, like show me more, show me more. Like, I don't want to stay up here. I want to dive down deep. And that's why I preface people coming into this interview. I was like, pretty sure we're going to scuba dive in this one. And it's so good because I bet you people are like, she's either talking a foreign language. I have no idea what she's saying, literally, or like, it's encouraging them, which I hope this is the message they're getting. It's encouraging them to really dive in deep that scripture can be so beautiful and really just letting the Holy Spirit guide you and like pulling out the things that, because the Bible is not like, you know, necessarily one plus one equals two. It's like kind of have to get in there and, and like, you know, stir it up and see what God has and what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you. Um, I love that you went there and you just had that ready to go because that's so beautiful as far as like what the Bible really does say about women, because we do, I know a lot of women that get caught up in that helper role and women shouldn't lead and all this stuff. And I'm just like, no way. That is not, that is not the truth. That is not my revelation. That's a lot of, a lot of women, even men are really realizing, huh? Like, why were we thinking those kind of barbaric ways when scripture never alluded to that in the first place? So I would love to even go down the leadership route because I know that's something you're super passionate about. And so are we here at Girl Power Alliance, because a lot of women are feeling that stirring of, okay, Lord, whether I'm a leader in the home, a leader in my business, just in general, what do you want for me? So I would love to talk about that leadership aspect because there's a lot more women that are hungry to learn how to become that yeah. Proverbs 31 leader. Mm, yes. And, you know, when God told me in 2020, and this is me shakily building my online business, you know, shakily thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doubting myself, but I'm still moving forward, <laughs> you know, and I remember in the, the heat of 2020 and the heat of the pandemic when, oh, when the enemy just seemed to be winning, you know, I remember going, God, what do you want me to do? How do I show up right now? How do I reveal your glory? What, what can I do? Mm. And I just felt him so just great graciously and lovingly say create a safe place for my daughters mm. I thought okay I can do that I, I I don't really know what specifically that looks like but I know what that feels like so I ran with that you know creating a safe place for his daughters and and that was in the middle of 2020 our membership, our not just a membership, our community, the Beautiful Mind Academy was born. And one of the first virtual events I did in June of 2020, the Beautiful Mind Summit, which led to the Academy, we had 2,500 women from 33 countries attend. Wow. It blew my mind. I thought, what the heck? And I don't really even know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> Love it. In coaches, because I knew, well, I need to go someplace that I've never been before. So I need a tour guide, you know? And so my heart was to, it started there, create a safe place for my daughters. And then one of the other really big things that God spoke to me is he said, now it's taken a while, while for me to be able to say this and just say it and not have any like weird feelings around it. But I really felt the Holy Spirit saying you are to be a leader of leaders. And I thought, oh. Because for me, I was having a hard time even identifying myself as one, as a leader. So how am I going to lead leaders if I don't actually identify myself as that yet? You know, what part of my identity? Yes. But thank God my feelings don't indicate my true identity, who mm -hmm. God made me to be. That indicates who I really am. And so 
um, actually, I really love this idea that personhood isn't an achievement. It's a gift from God to be discovered. And so we run in the way of God's commands. We run to his heart and we say, Lord, who have you created me to be? What do you want me to do? What is my assignment here on earth? And then I want to go and do that. So it's less of me creating a life that I love. Oh my gosh, so many options out there. What do I pick? Do I choose that? Do I pick this? It's running to the heart of God and saying, who am I? And who? what am I called to do? Yes. And so when we look back at the beginning, I mean, the first mention of mankind has this tone of leadership. So leadership is God's idea. And both man and woman, again, are called to lead. And so and one more Hebrew word I'm going to geek out on, and I promise no more uh, for now, but... When I look at the Genesis 2.22, when God formed a woman, when God created woman, I it was such a revelation to me, Molly, that when I looked up the Hebrew word, the root word of that, you know, some translations say formed or some translations say created. Well, actually, in the Hebrew, it says built. God built a woman. And you could get that. He took the rib from Adam. He constructed. So he built a woman. And the Holy Spirit said, Jessica, women are built to build go and build the thing I'm calling you, build that business, build that movement, build the family and through families, build the nations, build the, I, oh, it's so remarkable. And so when I look back at pre-fall and why I say pre-fall, because the fall when sin and shame entered the world, it shifted a little bit, but guess what, Molly, you and I know this, we celebrate this all the time. Jesus came from heaven to earth to save and redeem and heal us and to reverse the curse. Yes. So if we're in Jesus, covered by the blood of Jesus, guess what? We have been recreated to that new creation. So we can go back to that place of man and woman serving, ruling together. And John Maxwell says, if you're a Christian, you should be very comfortable with two positions. You should be very comfortable with being under the authority of God. Again, so God, what am I to do? I'm your humble vessel. And the second position we should be very comfortable with is having authority over the world. Mm. So when I talk to women, I'm like, how many of you are very comfortable with this truth that you are under the authority of God? Raise your hand. You raise your hand. I'm like, okay, great. Put your hands down. Now, how many of you are very comfortable with this truth that you have authority over the world? Raise Mm. your hand. Hardly anybody. I mean, I'm still working on that part myself. But when we can realize the whole story and what Jesus really did and what really happened in the fall in Genesis 3 and what really happened on Calvary, then we can live and operate under and in the kingdom of heaven and move by the spirit to be a leader mm. who better to lead the, the, the world and to lead movements than those women who are under, who are humbled and under the authority of Christ moving in the authority that Jesus has, has given us. So leadership is our portion, women. It isn't just a man's game or a man's world. Neither is theology. It's for man and woman. I love that. I love how you said it's our portion because it so is. And so, gosh, there's so many, so many great things in here, Jessica. I love it. I love how you're just so ingrained with just being in God's presence and really being like, okay, like, where am I going? What am I doing, Lord? And just jumping right in and you're serving. 
at such a um a high level because it's it's souls that are at stake and you want them to know really like this is what how God created you this is what he's asking of you and this is what you get to do and the world's going to try to tell you otherwise but we don't listen to that cuz like you said we have that authority over the world wow. and i love that so much i love how you just really embody that too you said something I don't know. I think it was a while back, but you said something about grace and I wanted to press on that. Like when it comes to grace, you guys, I have to say, I was about 10 minutes late to recording this podcast because I was caught up in something and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I usually I'm never late. She's like, it's okay. I, I totally have space for grace for that. And the amount of grace that you just exude just in your voice and just like, I just feel like you really mean it. You're not just saying it like, oh yeah, okay, sure. Cause what are you going to do at that point? Mm. I just feel that from you. And so many people need that and they just don't even know really what that's like. And you have that really just ingrained in you. And I can feel that. And um, I just want to say that I love it. And, and the world can learn so much from you. And so I would love for you to even share just what that even looks like, because you have, you know, your own community that you get to connect with. And here at Girl Power Alliance, there's no competition in the kingdom. So we love to share what women are doing, because maybe they're on here. And you were, you were, you were the, the frequency that they tuned in. You're like, oh, she's on my station. Yep. She's talking my language. That's, that's her. So I'd love for you to share what that is, and then ways for women to connect with you. And we're going to have um, everything in the show notes, guys. So you can check that out later. But yes, if you don't mind sharing, we'd love to hear. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for the kind words, man. I have needed grace. <laughs> I have lacked grace for myself. And it's a, a continual journey to give myself grace so I can pour that out to other people. And and so even, you know, when I've been building my community of uh, the Beautiful Mind Academy, the Beautiful Mind is what God put in my heart. And we have women from all, I mean, all over. And it's so cool too, because with my neck injury, I'm now I'm a lot better, but I have to be careful at long plane rides and such. So I may not be able to go out into the world like I really love to and how I've been doing all my life. And I just marvel at the fact, Lord, wow, through technology in this time of healing, you brought the nations to me, brought women from all over. And so we have these conversations with women from all over the world. And I just, I thought that was such a sweet gift. Um, the Beautiful Mind Academy is a collective of women, Jesus-loving women who love the Lord, who are spirit-filled, who want to renew their mind with the Word of God together, together. Even science is proving that some things only heal within community. Mm -hmm. And so we have a, a membership, a free hub. We have about 425 women in that space. I've kept it, you know, prayerfully inviting um, women who... Uh, who are in alignment with our belief. You know, I love what you say about competition. There is no competition in the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. If we can get that truth from head to heart, we can really soar. And um, <clears throat> then we have this other layer of our community, the masterclass membership. And that's where we bring in different guest speakers each month. And we do a two-hour masterclass. It's a, a mentoring session. In fact, Molly, not to put you on the spot, but I would love to have you. I would love to invite you. <laughs> guest speaker I'm gonna just put that out there friend no I don't know for so of course I would love to be on there you're where this is like perfect alignment so I'd love to serve your community oh yay praise God and we offer coaching programs surrounding this idea of biblical beauty and spiritual leadership for women what it is experiencing it exploring it together and then living it out and we have virtual events all throughout the year and the thing that I really love now that the world is kind of opened up again, um, we do in-person retreats and they're four 
all-inclusive transformational retreats because it's not just information that we need. We need to be transformed. You know, we need to learn how to apply and live out the information that we already have access to. So that is what we do at the Beautiful Mind Academy. And you can go to thebeautifulmindacademy.com, learn all about it, and feel free to come connect with me over Instagram at Jessica Shakir Beauty. I love it. Oh, that sounds so good. And the in-person stuff. Yes, Lord, more of that. We have yeah. our first big in-person event in Dallas, Texas called Activate. And I'm like, can, can September like hurry up and get here? Because I cannot wait to be in person. And I'm, I'm sure the same for you. It's just so like nothing, nothing beats that. Like I love the online space. I love the leverage. I love the reach. Like you said, global women everywhere. Um, it's incredible what technology can do, but it cannot beat the in-person. Give me a hug. I want to feel own experience, you know, and it's just, and the Holy Spirit's present, you know, we're two or more gathered in his name. It's like, yes, Lord, more of that. So I'm constantly, the older I get, I'm like, do we have Bible study night? Can we create one? Do you want to get together? You want to do something? You want to talk? You want to pray? <laughs> Can we have more? Because your soul's never going to be uh, satiated. It's going to always be hungry and thirsty for more. And I love that you have a community where women can really just get fed. So I know I've been fed on this podcast and I know the women listening have as well, because you are just so in alignment just with the Lord and everything that you're doing. And um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for jumping on. This has been honestly such a treat. Well, Molly, can, may I say one more thing? Because yes, I, of course, please. Thankful in those kind words and the fruit that you see in me. And I keep thinking, oh my gosh, that fruit grew in that fertile valley of my painful 2019. Mm -hmm. Fruit grows in the valleys, girls, not on the mountaintops. And so don't rush through that wilderness. Don't um, hate it away or wish it away. Just really cling to your beloved while you're in the wilderness. Cling mm -hmm. to the Lord and everything that I get to do now and how I geek over the Bible, it's new. This is post-2019. I've always loved the Lord, but in the past two and a half years of healing and him rebuilding, building me, if you will, it's just been this new layer of flourishing. And I, I get, I mean, I, I'm most delighted being able to walk arm in arm with women and um, flourish together. So just uh, beautiful. And I think we, I, I don't matter. Uh, let me back up here. Just like stumbled over a whole bunch of words. It doesn't matter how many times you hear, oh, you know, the growth comes in the valleys. It's like we all go through those peaks and valleys and we all like, okay, well, how can I get to the peak? How can I get to the peak? We want to rush through the valley, rush through the wilderness, right? But you're so right. It's like you you get to press into that being like, Lord, what do you have for me here? Where am I learning? Where do you want me to press in? What do I need to do? And God really highlighted to me recently, actually through a number of people that he spoke through them to me. Molly, you need to ask more questions. And now I've been obsessed with asking questions and I've had people be like, so how many questions do you ask God a day now? And I'm like, um, a lot, because I would just speak in statements and be like, this is what I want, this and this, this and this. And I was like, you're right, I wasn't asking questions, but how are you supposed to learn? How are you supposed to know? Like, if you don't ask questions and I always like pride myself on being a student, but I wasn't with God apparently. So when I had people tell me that, I'm like, okay, God, I hear you loud and clear. I'm gonna be asking questions, whatever those questions are. But in the valley, like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm here. You've already made a way. You've already seen this happen. We're going to get through it. And in, in your valley where you were in 2019, gosh, I can't even imagine. But what you did and how you stewarded that time, that is something we can all glean off of, of like, wow, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. And sometimes we just need those like, 
okay, I can do this. You know, I, I can really do this. I'm not alone. So thank you for just being so open and vulnerable and sharing just so many just beautiful parts of your story. And um, I just can't wait to hear the the uh, the revelations other women get. I get those from time to time. They'll they'll message me or they'll be like, how can I get in touch with the, the person who's on the podcast? And they're just like, this is what I learned. I'm like, yes. Like you just never know how you're going to touch somebody by the vulnerability and the transparency that you yeah. have. But this is so beautiful. Well, thank you, Molly, for being who you are and doing what you do and inviting us into it. Yes, absolutely. Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming on. Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your heart. And we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Everybody, thank you. Love you. Well, how about that for your first podcast of the year? What a power-packed podcast. I absolutely loved it. Hey, are you a part of our community yet? You know, we have a free online community over at Facebook. Just search us out. Girl Power Alliance, Christian Women in Business. We'd love to have you there. We do a live prayer call every Monday. And my gosh, we have so many amazing things going on inside of our community. Are you a coach? Have you ever wanted to become a coach? We've got some amazing certification and coaching programs over inside of our membership. If you don't know anything about that yet, all you have to do is go to girlpoweralliance.com and you can see all of the information. And what is probably the most exciting part of anything that we're doing is that we are partnered with God in all that we do, including our ambassador opportunity. We are a personal and professional development company that helps women to grow in so many ways. We offer so many amazing resources, online live calls, uh, training courses, leadership certifications, coaching. And when you share that with somebody else, you have the opportunity to build an income. Oh my goodness. I just heard a statistic the other day that two thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And this is our way to help you not live under the burden of debt. Head over to girlpoweralliance.com. Get connected with one of us here. Change your life. Change your life in 2023. Girl Power Alliance is a beacon of hope for so many families. Freedom is coming. It's right around the corner. All you have to do is say yes. Girl Power Alliance. It's where women grow.